What's up, everybody? It is Nanotech episode number four, and today we're going to be talking about the batteries of the future, possibly based on two-dimensional materials. I'm going to start by giving an intro about what a battery is and how it works, and then I'll talk about the newer, more promising technology of the future based on these two-dimensional materials. And of course, I'll give a little bit of an overview about the potential and challenges to get to that type of technology. So let's go. So let's start with talking about what batteries are and how they work. So batteries are able to store electrical energy and deliver that energy on demand whenever connected to a closed circuit. And batteries are able to store and deliver energy by making use of something known as electrochemical potential. Simply put, batteries operate through the internal processes that are simultaneously driven by A, chemical reactions, and B, electrical charge transfer. And these chemical and electrical processes are interdependent. The type of electrochemical processes that occur within the battery depends on the components that make up its structure. For the most part, it depends on the electrodes and the electrolyte. The electrodes are materials that are responsible for storing electrical energy within the battery, and you may have seen the unit milliamp hour or MAH when looking at battery specs or comparing batteries between different smartphones. The unit MAH or milliamp hour determines how much energy a battery can store. And even though a milliamp hour is a unit of charge, the notion that batteries store charge is not quite right. However, milliamp hour is a convenient unit for battery capacity. The higher the MAH, the more energy the battery can store. Batteries typically consist of two electrodes, and the two electrodes determine how much electrical energy a given battery can store. The other main component to a battery is the electrolyte, which is typically a liquid or solvent. The electrolyte enables chemical and charge transfer between the two electrodes, and therefore allows the battery to charge and discharge. To summarize, a battery is a perfect marriage of electrical and chemical engineering, because you have these electrical and chemical processes going on within it that allow the battery to function. And these electrical and chemical processes can be mentioned as two different components, but really they're one and the same. In other words, the transfer of charge between the two electrodes allows the chemical reaction to happen. Or you can think of it as because the chemical reaction is happening, there's a charge transfer between the two electrodes. Either way you think about it, you should realize that the electrical and chemical processes that are going on within this battery are hugely important. And the materials that are chosen to enable these reactions partially determines the type and performance of your battery. That covers the fundamentals about batteries. So now let's talk about new and future battery technology. So scientists and researchers are always trying to make batteries higher capacity. In other words, make them store more energy. And they want to make batteries faster at charging and delivering energy. There are many ways in which you could do this, but one obvious way is to make the battery bigger. If you increase the size of the electrodes, then you should be able to store more energy. However, this is not ideal because it makes the battery bigger. The battery becomes bulkier and heavier, which is not ideal if you want to put the battery in a smartphone or electrical car or any kind of consumer electronic. Another way to increase battery capacity is by using porous electrodes, or electrodes with holes or pores all over their surface. This also increases the surface area and therefore the energy capacity of the battery, but it also limits the charging speed of the battery as well. So in this case, there exists a trade-off between energy storage and charging speeds. Well, is there a way to make a battery with both high energy storage and fast charging speeds? 
possibly, but we may have to reinvent the wheel a bit and rethink how we store electrical energy. But that's how innovation works, right? We have to try something new in order to get something better. In this case, the innovation that I have in mind to talk about today is two-dimensional materials. So researchers around the world have been trying to use two-dimensional materials to improve batteries. And remember that two-dimensional materials or 2D materials are sheets of material that are at most a few atoms thick, like graphene, which we discussed in past episodes. 2D materials are a great candidate for a type of structure called supercapacitors, which are structures that can store a large amount of charge with very little voltage applied. Supercapacitors are interesting because they typically have an energy storage density that could far exceed that of typical modern electrodes. Additionally, supercapacitors can charge and discharge very quickly compared to modern batteries, allowing for really, really fast charging speeds. If supercapacitors were harnessed for energy storage, we could have electrical devices that could charge extremely fast in seconds instead of minutes. But before I get carried away, I should mention that supercapacitors are not the same as batteries. While they can both store electrical energy, capacitors store energy in the form of charge, whereas batteries store energy in the form of electrochemical potential. So supercapacitors are not a new form of battery, but rather a different type of energy storage. However, future energy storage technology could incorporate one or both of these elements. And an example of a new energy storage device using 2D materials was actually the inspiration for this episode. Scientists at Oak Ridge National Lab and Drexel University built a new type of battery using a 2D material called two-dimensional titanium carbide. I just want to mention that titanium carbide is a badass sounding name for a compound, and I can definitely picture that in being in future energy storage technology. I hope so. Two-dimensional titanium carbide. Wow. But anyway, back to the topic. They argue that the choice of electrolyte is extremely important since this affects the chemistry and reactivity of whatever electrode that you're using, and therefore affects the energy capacity of the battery. And I think this is a really, really good point, because a lot of battery research focuses on finding the next exotic material that's going to save battery technology and pave the way to the future of the next generation of batteries using these sexy new exotic materials for the electrodes. And I think what's just as important as finding new materials that can store energy better is to optimize the chemistry and performance of those materials themselves. It's one thing to expect to find a wonder material that's going to save the future of batteries. And it's another thing to put in extra research and development to make the material perform the best way it can. And that's what these researchers are essentially trying to do. They decide to use titanium carbide as their electrode, and rather than trying to find a different material that performs better, they're actually experimenting with the liquids that serves as the filler in the battery. And that's going to affect the electrochemical performance of this battery as well, as they show. In fact, by experimenting with different electrolytes in their device, they were able to double the energy storage capacity of their device thereby proving everything that they are claimed from the beginning, which is research into electrolytes is just as important for battery development as electrode research. All in all, if scientists and engineers can make batteries or energy storage devices based on 2D materials, then we could have energy storage devices that are extremely light or small that can store a lot of energy and that can charge really, really fast. This type of power supply could be highly compatible with other developing nanotechnologies such as flexible electronics or nanobots. Of course, there are a few challenges before we get there, as there always are. For example, the current problem with 2D materials is the low yield. In other words, we haven't quite figured out how to make a large amount of this stuff efficiently. 
before 2D materials can be incorporated in any kind of new technology at scale, we need to figure out a way to fabricate them more cheaply as opposed to just doing what we're doing now, which is throwing a bunch of money at the problem to make a little bit of the stuff at a time. But hey, that's what research and development is for, right? You know, I have high hopes for 2D material research and its applications to energy storage. There is so much ongoing research in 2D materials, and although graphene has gotten the most publicity, there are so many more types of 2D materials out there being used or developed for countless applications. I hope I get to cover more of them in the future. And that's it, guys. That's the end of episode four of the Nanotech series, the Nanotech News series. I will be doing other types of nanotech episodes, which are not just recent news articles and recent publications. I'll also be doing other episodes, other types of formats. I'll start experimenting with stuff, but I am going to be heavily nanotech focused because that is very much what I'm passionate in. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. As I promised, batteries, 2D materials, new tech, cool tech, at least to me anyway, I really liked it. But feel free to leave me any kind of feedback that you want at the email in the description. And until next time, keep your ears open.